0: welcome to think big with dan and kasim join hosts dan melnick and kasim masood as they explore big ideas limitless possibilities and engage with visionaries entrepreneurs and thought leaders who dare to dream big get inspired motivated and find practical tips for personal growth think big dream bigger and ignite your potential Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cosman. Our guest today is Antoine. So, Antoine, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you
1: do for a living. Sure, my name is Antoine Bonin. I live in Bethesda, Maryland, next to Washington D.C. I moved there about two years ago. Used to be in California before that, and right now I'm the VP of Brand Design and uh, Ecom Tech at GameStop. At uh, GameStop, actually.
0: In terms of your career, how did you get started? You know, doing what
1: you're doing today. Yeah, so I got lucky because after high school I was not the best student so I could not get into the great French school that some of my friends went to but you know in France we have like free university or you can go to college which is very cheap it's like 200 bucks a year and college at least teaches you actual skills and uh, one one program that was opening when I went to a university was about technology and art and everything around new media which I, I had no idea like I had a computer but that was like just to play with when I using Atari at some point, but that was about it. So I signed up for it, got in, and it was the best decision I made. So I've learned everything from Java to electronics to Flash at the time, or Photoshop, photography, actual photography. So it was a long program, you know, you would go there at eight, finish at six, but half was theory, half was practice. And that's what I really liked was the practice part. And that's where you learn your strength, you know. My math was not the best, but my Photoshop skills were very good. My uh, Communication skills were pretty good. So, you know, I did that for two years. I did a third year. And one cool thing about a program, they force you to do an internship. And you can do an internship either in France or anywhere you want. Luckily for me, I had a friend who had family in Canada, in London, Ontario. So English speaking. And he's like, let's go spend uh, three, four months in Canada. You can improve your English, which was terrible. Believe me, it was way worse than this. Uh, and uh, so I went there the first year to do my internship loved it i got to create websites for people and people actually paid us for it it was amazing like i was i found something that could be useful for uh so went back to france did, finished my third year in paris just to like specialize a little bit more and kept contact did some freelance for them at the time and just went back to canada and that's how i got my first job i just worked for that same company for five years and that's where i learned my craft you know it was uh we had three different startups uh, at that company, so I did a lot, a lot of different things. So I learned to code more, so I learned to design more, dealing with clients, dealing with lots of different things, growing team, inspiring people, uh, so I learned a lot there. And at that point, that was my life, right? That, that's what I did all day, design, 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 and code, and design, and code, and design. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. So That's how
0: I started. So what made you want to come to the US? I mean, you grew up in France, but yeah. obviously France has lots of opportunities
1: as well, well so. So yes and no. So France, and I love my, you know, I was born and raised there, all my family is there, Friends too, and it's a great country, people are very kind and very nice, but when it comes to work, it's not about meritocracy as much as it is in the US. So I didn't do the fancy school, you know, in the US, so we, we were in Canada for five years, met my wife, moved to England for one year to get closer to France, I got to work for National Geographic for a few big names like this, it was fun, like I actually won a award for that, which I didn't know. It was fun to see that, you know, I used to work for this small agency, went to the big city in London, England, and actually my skills really poured it and actually got paid for it a lot more. Uh, but then England was nice, but not for us, I suppose, at least London. And after that, we just, where should we go? And for me, I always wanted to see what the Seacon Valley was like. So I sent my resume to like five different companies. I think at the time, dig.com was the thing when it came to uh, social media. So I sent my resume there. Everybody wanted to interview me. So we just took the plane and moved there. That's what I learned about visas. Uh, so they all wanted to hire me, but apparently you needed a, this thing called a visa in the US to be able to work. You know, French guy, I didn't know nothing. Uh, Cause I didn't need a visa in England. I didn't realize that even though in Canada, I did have a visa. So somehow I was able to get a visa fairly quickly. So I was an intern for a little bit uh, working for this cool startup. Uh, that's where I've met a lot of very interesting people. Like one thing about the Silicon Valley, I don't know about today, although I was there not that long ago, it's still a lot of smart people who want to create things, you know. Silicon Valley's got its own issues, like anywhere else. But for me, that's why you meet very, very interesting people. That's why I met a lot of people I still talk to today. So for me, that was, that was a great experience. And after that, it was hard to leave the Silicon Valley because I met those people, you know. I met the guy. I worked with a guy who, who you know, <laughs> Jack Dorsey used to work for him, and he was the first investor in Twitter and. And I got to learn about Bitcoin in 2010. I made a Bitcoin wallet in 2014, like things I could never have done if I stayed in France, right? Because I would not meet those people. And for me, that's... I love the American mentality when it comes to work, you know? Like if you work hard, you'll get somewhere. But yeah, you have to work hard. It's a true in most countries, France too, like people work hard in France too. It's just you won't get to success as fast, or at least not as big of a scale, you know? And for me, that's, that's something as a, you want to see as much as you can.
0: I mean that's an interesting point i think that's true in lots of countries you, it's all about where you went to school or what you studied in america it's more about what is your output what are you actually
1: contributing yeah. in terms of value and that's yes. a really good point yeah and frankly that's so i mean when i interviewed there they always thought i was too sure of myself I just uh, and I, and i didn't know but like i've done it before so for me it was just yeah of course i can do this in a week why would i take more than a week you know and that was confusing for them because you should take a month to do and i don't know, rebrand somebody it's like anything else, it depends on the quality you want, right? You can do something in an hour, it doesn't mean it's going to be good, but <laughs> it doesn't mean you need a month to do something. Sometimes good solutions can be done quickly and move on to the next thing. The 80, 20% rule is my favorite rule. That's what I stand by for everything. Like do 80% of it. You'll see, you'll be happy with the results. So I apply that for everything since I've been working currently. Great. So what's the role of technology in your job? Uh, I believe everything is wrong around the technology, but what are you using? And, uh, how is it, is it playing a good quality role? I got lucky that yes, it's a lot around technology, but like a lot around design for me, right? Like every, all my jobs were around design and tech just applies to it. And, uh, I mean, the quality is just put the, put the time in it. The more time you put into it, the more quality you're going to get. And I, one of those people who didn't think I was good enough, so just spend the extra time to put more work into it right and frankly it's not fair like if you don't if you have a family it's much harder to put time into it right you have to take your kids and everything like this but then you do it after the kid go to bed and yes it's more work for you but in the long term you're going to create better i don't I feel be, i'm very maybe it's a french thing but not it's never good enough right so like quality is everything uh, like not to the pixel perfect thing i think that's also a mistake some designers make mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. A solution can always be better. So when someone tells me like, I don't know if that can be improved, I already know you haven't looked into it. Because everything can be better. Even Apple products can be better. And I love Apple, great designs, right? The same people who came up with a mighty mouse that you cannot charge. That, you know, so everything can be improved. Sorry, does that answer your question? Or? Uh, like uh, how are it playing a role in your daily routine or in your job? Day? Yeah, so it varies greatly for me, what I like to do, and I used to own a big team, like I used to work at Chewy, right, so I was 2015, so I got to brand Chewy, I got to do most of the things uh, early on, and then I got to grow a team of like 40-50 people at the end, so I've seen what it's like, and what I've learned that I, I'm good at or like to do is to show by example, like I like to get my hands dirty, it's, uh, I like to delegate as well when I can, what I've learned when you build too big of a team, things slow down a lot. So I think any startup or any bigger company should, needs to start to learn to run their teams like startups, like get them to own a lot, because when people own a lot, they're a lot more accountable and it's more rewarding for them. When you get to that scale where you get too big, where nobody owns really anything, then the quality goes down because nobody owns it. Right? I just to own a little piece. You won't care as much because you own a little piece. And frankly, your impact is a lot lower. Therefore, your care is going to go lower as well. Just human nature. That's where we are. So like. And I've seen that in many jobs that's one thing I miss about startups startups don't have a choice you have a, you know you have to raise money for the next round of funding and you cannot waste money because you don't have the money to waste but like that's the way it should be a big company the reason why they laid off so many people for the past year in the big tech companies and I've seen it is people just they hire too many people just because you have the cash doesn't mean you should yeah. hire they hire because you need it and I've seen I've mean, interviewed those some of those big companies and some of the jobs they would offer was just was not a job as far as I was concerned. It was just the title, really well-paid title, but I, life is too short to do that. So for me, like I think the, the shift right now happening in the industry, at least I hope there is. And I think that's a healthy shift. I think it's gonna help people feel better about what they do day to day. So for me there today day, it's just, yeah, get my hands dirty, help the team when I can, try to remove obstacles as much as I can, talk to leadership as much as I can to give out perspective. And just, it's almost, like a diplomatic kind of role, you know? Like, you, <laughs> you know what teams need, you have to find a way to communicate yeah, yeah, yeah. to execs that they can hear you. Like, people will listen, but they won't hear you. So, finding a way to be heard is the hardest thing, I think, for for manager or leader. And uh, again, I think showing by example is the best thing. If they see you do some of their work, they respect you a lot more. I'm the same way. I think it's a lot easier to report somebody <laughs> yeah. that. No, like it's just easier. Like if you see them do the, day, the day-to-day work and they're good at it, it's easier yeah. to follow them, right? If they just give order, but you don't know what they're good at, and actually the order they give you is wrong, are you gonna follow those people? No. But if you went to battle with those people and tell you to follow, go this way, even though you don't agree, you're gonna go because you trust that person. So trust is in any team. I don't know if you play sports, I played sports as I was a kid or mm-hmm. teenager as well, and. That's one thing you learn when you play sports, especially team sport, is you have to rely on your colleagues. And sometimes they might not have a good day. So you're there to motivate them, show them, by example, that you can do it. And then it gets the whole team going. And I used to love that. That was the best that was the best uh, way to learn things, you know, how to lose, how to win. Yeah. It's it's very useful when you get into the job market, frankly. Cool. So uh, you are an early adopter or you are a change assistant. Like- do you do you adapt the new things early, are you okay. are you resist to adopt them? No, I'm a when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to AI, I was using Mid Journey like last year. I mean, yeah, last year when it was still like yeah. a weird tool, and then I think it was December, January, and just overnight, the next version was just beautiful. So now I'm a I'm a techie nerd by by trade, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I just like to test things and play with things no matter what, especially in nowadays. Like in the early two thousand, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot harder to learn things, you know. I used to use a uh, IRC, I don't know if you ever use that forum. That's it was like the Reddit before Reddit was a thing where like only specialists were on those servers and you could ask very, very deep questions. You just had to be there for a few weeks before they trust you. But that's a way I learned a lot of things as well. Like it was just it was the early Reddit. I think Reddit now is not what it used to be, so it's harder to learn things. But I think nowadays it's so easy to learn. I mean Go to yeah. YouTube, you can learn anything. It's actually quite insane how much you can learn. So for me, it's I wish I was 20 years younger, uh, you know, because I would do it again all over again. But like, you know, I'm one, I had some projects. We were using React. And, I, you know, yeah. I learned Java a long time ago. And suck at it. And uh, so I just <laughs> use AI to, like, teach me some of it. And I was pushing code like a month ago to, to some React stuff we do. So, like, nowadays, if you really want to... doesn't mean I'm a specialist at it, you know. I'm not far from it, but you can learn. And for me, even as a designer, you should mm-hmm. learn the technology just to, to be able to have those conversations with the engineers. Like that's yeah. why I like having engineers as part of my team, because they are at the end of the day, what the user is going to use is what they call it. I can design whatever I want. That's not the user experience. The user experience is what it's called. Right? So yeah. I always tell the engineers, you are you, you know, UX engineers, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and so your work matters a lot. And that's why we pay attention to details and QA things a lot but um it's that's why i want designers to talk to people and learn those technology like it's not that hard like just to play with it like create create an app over a weekend i did it i was able to do it with ai so it's really the more you you never know as much as what you don't know right that's just life so like we're lucky today to have all those interesting tech that we can play with try it out doesn't mean you're going to like it but try it out that's what i would say to anyone Uh, but again that's That's why I learned in college, you know, the best lesson I ever had from a teacher was the first class of, what was it? Windows NT, I think. We are doing networking classes and he gave us a list of what to do for like four hours, like it was a four hour, like uh, actual work. And he gave us a list of what to do. And I I was stuck on the first thing. I don't want to ask. So I asked, he's like, "Okay, so press F1, you know, at the time, F1 is a help and type it in there. And he was right you can look up anything that was you know 1998 or 99 that lesson is still true today you can google anything you now you can ask ai anything so for me there's no if you have access to those tech if you're lucky enough to have access to those tech you have no excuse not to do anything it's uh, it's, a, it's a matter of will right and fair enough we don't have the same we're you not know, giving the same cards but like if you're willing you can do it and i've seen it done by many many people
0: definitely so in terms of technology obviously yeah. you're an early adopter ai where specifically do you think technology, you know, can help your business even now or just in general, like we're in like, you know, because you're, you know, just forward-looking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is going to be, if you want to, you can create a marketplace like this nowadays, like Shopify for me is an amazing tool. You can redo. No, but like it's so much easier than it used to be you used to have to do it yourself. No, you don't even Squarespace is amazing. So, so when it comes to those things, it's so much easier. Sorry, your question was more specific. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, just in terms, of like, in terms yeah. of
0: like what, what you're doing now, like where do you, like what specifically technologically, whether it's AI, whether yeah. it's, you so know, me, yeah, I, so, I think in Web3, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean,
1: Web3, again, being a blockchain guy, I, I see that as a future of like, I think gaming is gonna is a very specific use case that makes sense. You see Ubisoft, you see Microsoft, you see all of them developing Web3 games. They just don't talk about it because because in the gaming culture, there's something wrong about NFTs. I think it's a misunderstanding of what NFTs are because, you know, for some reason, it was pictures of monkeys that did well at first or apes, whatever. Uh, right? So people have this misunderstanding of what NFTs are. What NFTs are or blockchain is going to allow you is, hey, I've got a game today, I downloaded it. What do you do with it? Nothing. You're stuck with it. Now you'll be able to rent it to somebody. You'll be able to sell it to somebody, right? And that's just one aspect of it. So for me, that's the future when you can tokenize everything. You can rent and sell everything, at least digital assets, which today you cannot. That's why, that's why GameStop is here, because um, physical device. Physical is still very good. Uh, and then when it comes to AI, I think AI is only at the beginning. It's going to get very, very interesting. I think as, as a creative, it's allowing me to do things that we need a team to do before. All right, that's nice. <laughs> like, like, I can create things I couldn't, I would need a photographer, right, and a team, like, and book them, and, like, that takes time. You need to, okay, I need the 5.30 in the morning to get the right light and all those things. No, I just type a prompt. It takes time to find the right prompt, but when you get it, it's amazing, and I can get as many as models as I want. It's crazy, actually. And I think customer service is the next one as well. I think when it comes to customer service, AI is going to be, I'm surprised it's not more used yet, I think it's just starting, that's why, but like, it just makes sense. Why am I waiting to talk to anyone if a robot will know more than anyone, right? It will absorb all the data, that you, more data than a human could absorb, so of course it's going to be better than us at that stuff. And I think that's that's a plus, it's just, it's going to open other, you know, other issues when it comes to economy and things like this. But like, like any change in tech, you know, people people used to paint to make portrait, and then somebody came up with the photography, right? I'm sure at the time people freaked out, at least when it came to uh, if you were a painter, I'm sure you're not happy with that. But we still have the paintings and we still have photography, and photography became this thing that evolved tremendously over the years, right? So AI is going to be the same thing, so at first it's going to be the people who need to, who know how to use AI, and eventually you will not need those people because AI will be smart enough to tell us <laughs> how to do things anyway. So it's going to be very interesting how things shift you know where you in healthcare i can see that being used a lot i've got a cousin he's a surgeon he's making a robot to to fix your knee like to do surgery on your knee right and even he says like he's the one of the best and he says no the robot is better than me and never makes a mistake you know and i'm like that makes sense actually you know so it's it's exciting it's it's frightening to a lot of people like anything new and i think we don't have a choice but to embrace it so it's better to embrace it and look at what the issue could be so you can like plan ahead. Like, and We need politicians to get into that as well because abuse will happen for sure. We see it with deepfake and other things, but that's always been the case. Right? Right. So it's, for me, it's not the technology. It's how you, how you use the technology. In terms way, of, you...
0: Yeah, I'm just curious. So specifically more in terms of gaming, right? So do yeah. you see AI as a use case either? I mean, obviously, oh, right. I mean, obviously product recommendation, 100%. Yeah, right. well, that, that's but, a good, yeah. but do you see some like... AI for what if people want to create their own
1: games? Like they have this oh, concept in their mind. Oh, it's already happening. Like I've seen people, like one guy, using Midjourney to create like a beautiful background. Bring that. I forget which tool allows you to make it a full 3D, 60, 3D world, and then went into modeling using Unity. And Unity got a lot easier to use. Even Unreal Engine got a lot easier to use. And you have new startups. Just you can prompt 3D assets. You know, and I work with some 3D great 3D artists and they, they're a bit frightened by it because, they're, oh no, that's my job. I'm like, no, no, your job's going to be to use those assets now. I'll come up with better ideas, like being human, to be creative, right? So no, in gaming, it's it's happening already. We just don't talk about it, but I've seen startups literally doing that. And when it comes to your avatar, like I should be able to take my avatar anywhere, you know, like that famous movie from uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, right? That's where we're going towards. And that makes sense to me. Like, that's the way it should be, you know? Uh, hopefully that's not the same world because that world was kind of freaky. I'm hoping it's more of a mix of that and Star Trek. I think Star Trek is where things should be, where, where you know, I get to own my data, for example. Like I used to work for a startup that was self sovereign identity, which is exactly that, using blockchain. So you control your data and it's a company controlling your data. I think that's the future. That's a tough sell <laughs> to companies, but actually if they think long-term, you, you remove liability from companies. So you don't have to store data. It's that alone if you ask any chief compliance officer they like that when it comes to video game yeah it's only the beginning i mean i see more and more independent video game maker like you know guys who work for big video game companies who get tired frankly because it's a tough job and realize like hold on i could do that myself and have my own game and sell it i might not sell it for millions of dollars but enough to make a living and i think i think the younger generation lacks those games as well from what i see on steam and that's I think that's a great development. I think some of the best games are independent games and you're gonna see more of that. And I think you're gonna see big IPs working with those people because they're so popular. So I think for that it's gonna be you're gonna see an explosion in the number number of games coming out actually, more and more because of AI. Exciting.
0: Yeah. So what would you say are your top
1: business priorities in the next three to six months? I mean right now, being in retail, it's really about getting ready for like what we call peak, right? Thanksgiving to Christmas and making sure The site doesn't go down and we support our stores as much as we can, but that's every retailer will tell you the same thing. (laughs) It's like, you just can't screw up during those holidays. Uh, For me, it's also like looking at 2024 as well, like what should it be? And I already know what it should be. So that's coming then. So it's um, yeah, the next six months is going to be, it's going to be good actually, (laughs)
0: lots lots of
1: of updates coming up, which I think people will like. And um, yeah, so that's the main thing right now. it's different working for the company I'm working for right now. Being a public company is very different as well. So you have to be more careful and things like this, but, um, but it's been good. It's, uh, it's only getting better as well. So it's it's very interesting and it's a different experience than every other company I work for, you know, I worked for a startup that became public. That was very interesting to go from one to the other, going into a public company is a very different type of uh, environment, let's just say, but um, it's, uh, people are motivated, excited about the brand. So for me, that's, that's where it starts. So what is the
0: one biggest piece of advice you wish you knew before you started your career?
1: Uh, everything will be fine. Don't, don't stress out as much as you do about delivering everything. Uh, I did stress too much about things that didn't matter at the end, you know? So for me, like take a step back, relax a bit more and uh, on, I mean, I always enjoy my, my job at least. So I got lucky for that because I've able to express myself through technology, right? So for me, that was a big, a big thing. So I got lucky that. I'm doing a job I can enjoy. So if you can do that, great. If you don't enjoy your job, still do it as well as you can. Like I used to have like bad summer job, but I still try to do it as well as I could. And for me, I don't know if it's part of the Japanese culture, but I've seen that a lot in Japan where no matter what they do, they do it as well as they can. And I think I think we're lacking some of that today where people expect too much too fast. Like I got paid like sixteen hundred bucks a month for five years my first five years of having a job. I didn't know you could ask for a raise. I was that naive, right? And I frankly didn't care to ask because I enjoyed my job because I was being useful and they relied on me. So for me, it didn't matter the pay. I could afford to eat, I could afford to rent. That was fine. But yeah, so I guess that's two advice now. But uh, first advice is the most important. Just like relax a bit more, but do uh, do work as hard as you can, as well as you can, no matter what it is. I think that's very important.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to
1: go for the business? For the business, uh, (laughs) we're profitable. We, we can help the stores a lot more. We have more events, uh, the, fix what I'm currently fixing and the website is, you want to go to that website because it's actually cool because we have content that you don't have anywhere else. That's awesome. that's wishful thinking, but that's, that's
0: what I wish. <laughs> cool, cool. So somebody watching this wanted to reach out to you,
1: yeah. you know, and, and just for some advice, what's the best way for somebody to get in contact with you? Yeah, LinkedIn or email. Like, you can give me an email. It's fine. Uh, I, re- I respond to everybody. Even marketing people will mention that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate our conversation. And, yeah, it was great. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Antoine. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man. man. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye.
1: Bye.